You are listening to episode number 119 of Wife Teacher Mommy, the podcast, self-care for moms. Now, today is a rare treat for all of you. Today, you get a full coaching call with coaching. Yes, with the actual coaching portion for at least for one of the people anyway. We usually don't share the coaching on the podcast because this is a very special sacred work, but we don't share it widely outside of the club. But I got permission to share this clip and you'll hear a little bit of why shortly. And you'll get to see and experience what it's like to listen to others be coached right here on the podcast. So let's go. Welcome to Wife Teacher Mommy, the podcast. I'm Kelsey Sorensen, a former elementary teacher and current homeschool mom. And even though I've been a resource creator since 2014, I've realized that printables alone aren't all you need in order to thrive as a teacher or homeschool parent. That's why I also created this show and got certified as a life coach to help you finally kick burnout to the curb and feel confident with whatever challenges come your way. With the right mindset strategies and new teaching inspiration, you're going to be well on your way to your best teacher life. Now let's go. Welcome to Wife Teacher Mommy, the podcast today. I'm so excited to have you. And I've mentioned over the last few weeks that I did some batch recording. Today, as I'm recording, it is December 11th, and I'm buying myself some time to really get hard to work on the book that I'm creating. It feels like a birth right now, my book, baby. I really need some time and energy to dedicate to that work. And so what I've done is I am getting recorded ahead today all the way through January so I can really focus before my next deadline for my book on February 1st. And with that, I did some replays. And this time I tried to like record some extra content beforehand. So you get a little something new with this something old. But today, uh, what I wanted to do is bring something that's still new to you. Now, what this is, it is actually my very first coaching call that I did inside Wife Teacher Mommy Club. And it's way back in the archives. So a lot of you probably, even if you're in the club, might not have seen it before. So for most of you today, this is going to be new content. And I also picked this one because it is about self-care for moms, which I love. I know we have a lot of moms who listen. And this also really applies to teachers, too. The call I did was just dedicated towards moms, but the content is really applicable whether or not you are a mom. So I just wanted to mention that. And the other cool thing about this one is I got permission to leave one of the actual coaching clips inside this call, which I'm super excited about. And I don't usually... I try not to ask our members to share outside the club because I don't want them to feel pressure. I want to make sure that everybody feels like the club is a really safe space to get coached. But because it was my first call, my adorable sister came on for coaching and she said it was okay if I include it in the podcast. So thanks, sister. (laughs) 
And there were a few other members who came on and got coached too. But again, we are taking those ones off. So you'll just get to hear me coach my awesome sister. And the funny story is my team member, Kelsey, didn't even know when we were recording or when we were live on the call because we always have a team member kind of helping in the chat and helping our members and making sure, you know, if anything tech-wise happens. One one time in the last like year of coaching, my power went out during it. So it was great to be a team member on there to kind of navigate that while I got like my hotspot working and everything. But anyways, like, funny thing is my team member Kelsey she didn't know and not me I have another Kelsey on my team there's Kelsey with the C um but she didn't even know that it was my sister I was coaching it wasn't until after the call she's like wait that was your sister so I feel like I actually did a pretty good job keeping my composure together especially because um I kept my cool as a coach even though in my head I was like wait you're doing an audition again and you didn't even tell me like my the sister part of me was wanting to get just really excited with her it was really really fun um, I also picked this coaching replay because self-care is a big part of self-love. And we are doing a self-love challenge right here on the podcast that is going to begin a week from today. And I'm really excited about it. As I mentioned, I am recording this early, so there might be like little details that change. So I'm not going to get too in-depth about what this entails. I'm going to record even more about it, probably leading up to leading up to it, or you'll just be like next week, it's going to start airing and there will be more information on what to do. But the plan is that every day for two weeks in the month of February, I'm going to have a short little episode for you with a daily coaching on self-care and something for you to think about or a challenge to do. And as you go through each day, you'll learn so much about yourself and how you could show yourself love in so many different ways. You'll also understand how and why this is so important and the other thing that I know at this time where I'm recording that we're going to do is that we're going to have somewhere that we want you to sign up. So the link wifeteachmarie.com slash self-care challenge will take you to that once it's ready. And this will help you get the full experience with the challenge. It's going to be free, but you'll be able to opt in to get like a scorecard and things where you can join in some giveaways and fun things. Um, and you'll be signed up to join the live podcast recording, which will be the second part. So we're going to have you know, the 14 days of the challenge going into the feed, but then we're going to like kind of kick it off with another live podcast recording. We had a lot of fun doing a live podcast recording in November. So we're excited to do it again. I think I'm going to try to do a live podcast approximately once a quarter. So this will be the one that we do in quarter one of 2024. So you'll be signed up and registered for that. And you'll get the scorecard and everything to fully participate in the challenge and be entered in to win prizes if you're doing this live. Um, super excited. It's going to be a lot of fun and a way to help you get some self-love going on in the month of February. And I did this because like, you know, February is Valentine's Day, but instead of focusing on romantic love, like not everybody has that. Not everyone is focused on that. I want to make sure that we all focus on self-love, whether or not we have a romantic relationship because self-love, we can't fully love others if we can't love ourselves. And again, I'll leave more of that to the challenge, but is going to be such a great time. Want you to participate in it. I would love for you to take part in it. It's free. It's going to really help you out. But for today, you're going to enjoy this amazing coaching on self-care. So let's get to it. Hey, welcome. We're so excited to get started here with our self-care for moms. Google says that self-care is a noun. It's the practice of taking action to preserve or improve one's own health. Expressing oneself is an essential form of self-care and the practice of taking an active role in one's own happiness and well-being, in particular in times of stress. But the one thing that I want, there's actually something I would kind of like to debate with this definition. 
Um, I don't know if any of you might have any guesses to what that is, but I'll, I'll just go ahead and tell you. I like to think of self-care as a verb rather than a noun. So here you see like noun, self-care, it's like a thing, like what it is, which I mean, I, with this definition, yeah, I would agree that's true. But I would also like to say that I like to think of self-care as a verb. It's something we do, it's actions we take and something we want to do ongoing without exception. So it's like a verb that we keep doing. But I also want to talk about kind of why we don't take the time for self-care. Two main things, two main reasons why we don't. I kind of gave one away for a second, but um, I would love to hear if you have any reasons why you don't take as much time for self-care as you would like. If you have any of those, tell me in the comments. Um, but a lot of times we're like, oh yeah, I, I like doing this for self-care. But when you really think about it, when is the last time you spent time doing that? Like when is the last time you went on a walk or were reading a book or doing those things that might help you with your self-care? Welcome, Jocelyn. Kids, yes, kids can be a big reason that we don't take time for self-care. Um, a reason that we use, right? Because, and it, it can't make it a little more tricky, right? You do have kids, you do need to take care of them. Um, but we can still make time for self-care, even if we're a mom, right? And that's what we're talking about today. Kelsey says, I always feel like I'm too busy and need to continue crossing things off my to-do list. Totally get that. I have felt the same way. Um, and that's kind of here. We tell ourselves that we don't have time. And sometimes it's we don't have time. We tell ourselves we don't have time right now. Like, oh, I don't have time right now. It's a really busy time with my work. So I'll start taking care of myself when this is over. So even like, let me talk about myself right now. So right now my team and I were planning this big event and I just finished my coaching certification. And I'm like, you know, I need to do more coaching. I need to get more practice. So right now, well, I could easily tell myself and I do at times, we all do. And we need to correct ourselves. Like I'll start taking care of myself when educate and rejuvenate prep, when we've like got more going with that, right? And then I'll have more time to take care of myself. But the truth is we can just make that decision. We can decide, no, I need to make time to take care of myself right now. Even if like school is busy right now, or even if like I'm homeschooling my kid and they need some extra attention, we can still do those things, but we can consciously set aside time for that self-care too. And we'll talk a little bit about how we can do that today as well. Another thing we tell ourselves about self-care a lot is that we believe self-care is selfish. Now, we might not even think that, but we might we might not be like, oh, I don't think self-care is selfish. But we do think that we need to put other people before ourselves a lot of times. Like, oh, I need to put my kids first. I need to put my students first. Um, but is it a bad thing to kind of flip that and be like, I need to take care of myself first? Because if you look at the real definition of self selfish like if a lot of people think selfish means putting um ourselves before other people like oh if you put yourself first you're being selfish but the real definition is lacking consideration for others concerned chiefly with one's own personal profit or pleasure so like only caring about yourself but what if you can take care of yourself first like fill your own cup so then you can give more to others you're still thinking about others you're just making sure that you're able to actually give from a place where you have the capacity to give um, that is not being selfish. So if you really think about, do your actions match whether you believe self-care should be a top priority 
Or do you believe that like, oh, I'll take care of myself after I've made sure my kids have absolutely everything they could possibly need before I'll take care of myself? Because the fact of the matter is your kids probably aren't going to have everything they absolutely need every second of every day. But we still need to like, even if that means just getting up a little bit earlier, just like have like even 10 minutes of time to like journal or to think about what you need that day before like jumping in and helping your kids out or getting ready for school or whatever. That can be so helpful. Okay, so we want to talk a little bit about how to protect your self-care too. So when you are kind of in that mindset, you're like, okay, I can take care of myself. Like I've got this. Um, we want to kind of think about this, like, you know, as a teacher or a parent, we got to keep in mind all of the things we want to do. So like, if you're a parent, you're like, I'm homeschooling my kids. I need to be able to have this much time to do that with them each day. They need this. They need that. In order to be able to give all this to them, what do I need to do for myself first? So for example, for me, one thing I've been doing lately is every morning, generally the first thing I do when I get up is I put on my workout clothes and I do a workout. And what I do is now I just allow that time in my schedule. So like, I know that when my alarm goes off, like I have that planned ahead the night before when I'm going to do it and I'm able to get up and I do that and make sure I take care of myself. And then I'm able to take care of my kids and um, people at work and everything that needs to get done. So if you have that plan in place ahead of time, you can make sure that you have time for your self-care. Um, and what you want to do with that is treat it as you would any other appointment. So let's like as if you had an appointment with somebody else, because a lot of times we think like if you make an appointment with yourself, like you tell yourself, I'm going to work out at this time or I'm going to read a book and make that time for myself. But then if something somebody else is like, oh, like let's say, for example, you're like, I set aside like, you know, from 8 to 9 p.m., I'm going to read this Jane Austen book tonight. but then like your neighbor or friend or somebody's like, hey, I need someone to do this or whatever. You might be tempted to be like, oh, I'm going to stop doing that. I'm not going to do my thing and I'm going to help them instead. And then you just ne you'd never even make it up. So what I like to do is you can honor that appointment as you would any other appointment. So like, of course, you can reschedule appointments, right? But you might be like, okay, well, if I'm going to help my friend with this, I want to make sure that I still squeeze this in somewhere else. And there's also nothing wrong with if you're like, you really just don't have the capacity. If you've been working all day, you're feeling really burned out. You can always just say no when you need to, to be, be able to get what you need to. If you need that time to recharge, to take care of yourself. Um, so another thing you can do is set boundaries. So I want to talk a little bit about what boundaries are. Does anybody have like kind of their definition of what a boundary is? If you do, you can put that in the chat. So if you think of like setting a boundary, what do you think of when that comes up? I see Carol's face. She's like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> um, so I'll tell you kind of what I think. And you can put what you think in the comments as I'm talking to. But when I think of a boundary, um, what you are or aren't willing to give up or do. Yes, that is good. And there are non-negotiables when it comes to accessing me and my time. Yes. I like that definition, Carol. Okay. So one thing, and Jocelyn says, I think of lines that should not be crossed, whether in behavior, time limits, foods that should not be eaten, et cetera. Yeah. So those like our boundaries, like, you know, with um, like our children, when you set a boundary of like, oh, you, and it's kind of different with children, 
than it is with like an adult you're setting a boundary with. For example, like with children, we can set like expectations of their behavior. Like we expect you to behave in this way. We want you to eat some of this. Like you're kind of a guardian over them. You get to make like expectations of boundaries of what you expect on their behavior. But if you're working with like an adult, like, you know, just another person in your life, like you're a lot of us, like if you have a spouse or partner, you might sometimes be like annoyed by some of their behavior. <laughs> Raise your hand if that's ever happened to you or somebody you work with or a neighbor. Um, and what a boundary means there is you don't necessarily tell them what they can or can't do. So like, for example, an, an example that was given in coach training when I was doing it is that somebody's mother-in-law just kept just coming in, um, co showing up unannounced and doing whatever she wanted. And this person did not want her mother-in-law doing it. Um, so a boundary that she set is like, but she can't like tell her, you can't show up at my house necessarily unless she got like a restraining order or something. But what she can do is like lock the door and not answer the door if her mother-in-law comes over. So she's like, hey, this time is not good for you to come over. And so if you do, I've told you that this time isn't good. If you come over, we're just not going to answer the door and the door is locked. So you can't just walk in. So that's kind of the example of a boundary. You say what you will do if somebody does something in order to protect yourself. So that's kind of when we're talking about self-care, like if you set a time in your calendar and you're like, this is what I'm going to do. And um, somebody else kind of tries to tell you something that they want you to do. You might be like, no, this is what I am doing at this time. So it's kind of what you're setting for yourself, what you will do in certain situations rather than other people. So it's kind of just like making your own decisions and honoring them, honoring that calendar when you create that. But the great thing about the reason I put these questions in a Google Doc instead of just like having them on a slide is it's great to passively like listen to something and kind of take it in. But it's even better when you kind of get active about it. You actually think about the answers. You put it down. You kind of do the work a little bit more. Again, there's nothing wrong with if you're like, I just have time to listen to this today. I don't have time to do anything else. No problem. Still great. But if you're able to um, kind of put in a little bit of time, like even like 10 or 15 minutes to fill this out, it'll just give you more awareness of where you're at with your current self-care practice. And um where you want to be. I want each of you to kind of think about it. You can either work on this on the Google Doc yourself, or you could like answer in the comments. We can kind of discuss them too. But let's think about this because I think a lot of people, I've heard this from a lot of moms, and a lot of like ambitious women, teachers, people who like are very busy. Um, but if you had a full day to yourself, you had no school, you had no work, you had no family or other obligations, just you, yourself, and I all like that's all you had, all you needed. How would you feel about that? I think some people would be like, man, that would feel amazing. I would love to just have a full day to myself. That sounds like a dream. Other people might be like, that sounds nice at first, but I think I might go crazy without something to do. Like if you're like really a go-getter. So it's different for different and nothing wrong with either way. Tori says, yes, I want a free day. Yeah. I think it would feel amazing to have a free day. I also think that partway through the day, for me, a lot of times I'm like, wait, I need to get something done. And that's something I'm working on myself. Um, but just think about how that would make you feel. Then think about what is it that lights you up? Like if you could do anything with that time, what is it you would want to do? I've heard some moms say like, oh, I don't remember. I was at a girl's night um, for Valentine's Day last week. 
And some people, we were talking about this and I'm like, I don't even know what I like to do anymore. Like, I'm just like, you know, I'm a mom and I do this and I do that for my kids and I do all these different things. But like, I don't really have my hobbies anymore. And I think like that can be really easy to happen for us as moms. Like, what is it that you like to do other than being a mom or your job or things like that? What are those other hobbies? What is it that really lights you up? Another question is how can I make my self-care a priority? So what is it that you can do that you aren't doing right now to make it even more of a priority in your life? And then how can you make that time? So making it a priority and making the time for it. Because a lot of times we say, remember, we don't have time for things, but really it's we're not making the time. So how can we make that time for our self-care? Another question is, how is doing this self full and helping me get to my greatest self, both for myself and others? I think that's a really good question to actually like think about and ponder and be like, how is doing this actually the best thing? Because a lot of times our brains will default to like, oh, but I need to be getting this done. I need to be doing this for my kids. They need they need me to be doing this for them, not doing this for me. But if you can really think about it, how is doing this for me actually going to help them? And really think about it, not just be like, oh, yeah, I know that, but my actions don't necessarily show that. Um, diving in and answering that question can help. Another one is how can I refill my cup every single day? So think about what you can do to refill your cup every day. What is it that you feel like is manageable? Like if you're like, maybe you can do a workout each day, maybe you can't. Maybe that's not something that you feel is manageable. I want you to think about what is something you can do to refill your cup every single day. It can be something that takes two minutes or five minutes, but just making sure that there's something you can do to refill your cup every day and be intentional about that. And again, if anybody has answers to any of these questions, again, you can think of them yourself. You can put them in the comments. Um, then once we kind of talked about like making your self-care a priority, how you make time for it, how you can refill your cup every day. What is your plan for making sure that it actually happens? And then what boundaries do you need to set for your self-care? So I've got this document that you can fill out. Think about these questions. I would love if anybody has anything to share in the comments about any of those as well. So I'll give you all just a moment. But let's see. For me, um, some of the things, I mean, we talked about this earlier on the call, but some of the things that I like to do that like me up for self-care are reading books. I love reading as well. Some of my favorite, and it's funny because it doesn't sound like self-care, but I love like true, true crime and mysteries and things like that. I love working out. I love doing all kinds of different things like that that aren't related to like work or anything else or even helping my kids, just things that help refill my cup so I can do more for my children during the day. Bethany says, great questions. I want my kid to know I am a person separate from them with interests that I feel passionate about. Yes, I actually feel like, so when you think about like how is doing this like self-full, and helping you, but also helping your children. Like we want our children to know that they can do all these things too. And they, you want them to see them not as just mom, but look at these cool things that mom can do as well. Like she's my mom, but she's also doing these other things. Like she likes to read and she likes to do this. Like they get to know you as like a person with interests. 
And that helps like as they grow up, because then like, you know, eventually it's like, you know, my mom, she's now one of my best friends and we love to talk about all kinds of things. So um, that is a great, a great thought too. The other thing I love about that is that we're showing our children that like, for example, if you have like a daughter, you want them to, her to know that she, if she becomes a mom, if that's a choice that she makes later in her life, that she doesn't have to be consumed by that role only either. She can explore all these other things while being a mom too. So I love that thought, Bethany. Um, okay. Anybody else have any thoughts on any of those questions before we move on to the next thing? Okay, you can keep commenting. I will come back and check the comments as we go. Um, oh, okay, let's see. We have Tori says, last year I realized it's silly for me to tell my kids to pursue sports, arts, et cetera, and not do it myself. Right. We want to be kind of an example to them. We want to show them like, hey, um, I want you to be able to try all these things and do all these different things. And we could be an example. I kind of love what my mentor, um, who I went, I went to the life coach school and recently finished my certification there, but she says, be an example of what's possible. And we can do that for our children by just being an example, showing like, oh, I want to learn how to do this. And you don't have to stop learning how to do things as a grown-up, right? One of the greatest ways to show them, like, you might have a hobby that you've never done yet, but you're like, I want to learn how to draw. Like, I'm terrible at drawing right now. <laughs> like, it could, like, it's not like it's too late for me to learn if I wanted to. So we can always learn how to do new things, show our kids that we're learning, and they learn from that. And it encourages them to do the same thing. I love that thought, Tori. Okay, so now that we've kind of talked about self-care, what we do for these workshop ones is we kind of have like some content that I teach or that Chrissy, our other coach in the club, teaches. And then for the second half, we have it open for some coaching. So you can kind of get whatever support you need. You can raise your hand. You can be coached. Um, you can even just put things in the comments and we can talk through them if you're not um, comfortable with actually coming on. If you're like, oh, that's scary or whatever. You can also just listen and learn from other people. I learned so much just from listening to other people being coached. Um, but first, you might be wondering kind of what is coaching? So in life coaching, we teach you kind of how to look at your brain and how everything you do, the results you create in your life all kind of tie into thoughts in your brain. Whether they're conscious or subconscious, um, we have this model that we teach and we're, I'm going to dive into that and kind of give a little lesson, a little overview of that as well, because some on this call may know it, some may not. Um, we also help you kind of make that mind-body connection and process feelings when you need to. A lot of times we're so in our heads that we can't really feel what's going on in our bodies, so we can help with that as well. And we also help you to find solutions. This is an important difference with coaching. So it's kind of like consulting is where like I'm telling you what to do. And even in a workshop, that's kind of more like consulting. Like I'm giving you suggestions of like, these are things you can do. Here's how you on your schedule, all these different things. In coaching, we help you find the solutions that are best for you. We know that you have awesome solutions to everything inside your own mind, but you might just have trouble accessing it. So we ask a lot of open-ended questions to encourage you to find that knowledge that you already have that you just haven't been able to access yet. And we might give suggestions, but we don't tell you in coaching exactly what to do. Now, again, when I say we, um, sometimes I'm doing these calls. Sometimes our coach Chrissy is doing these calls. She is awesome. Um, so let me go a little bit into 
this self-coaching model. And also, um, I will be teaching even more about the model in our upcoming member What's Up Wednesdays video. I'm going to first do um, a little longer overview of the model. And then each week I'll go over each week I'll go over each step of the model. So like in the month of March, there's five Wednesdays in March. So each week I'll be going over one of these. So be sure to watch your email for those What's Up Wednesday emails. And you'll be able to get those little video snapshots each week. Um, but the self-coaching model, this was created by my mentor, Brooke Castillo. And this is what shows us how our thoughts drive our feelings and our feeling, our thoughts create our feelings, which drive our actions and create our results in our lives. So according to her, everything in life falls into one of these five categories. It's either a circumstance, which is completely neutral. It could be like proven in a court of law. It's like a circumstance is, for example, my Tumblr is pink and has stickers on it. Like I could just show you that. We might all have different thoughts about it. Like I think it's super cool. Others of you might be like, why is she doing that? That's like something a five-year-old would do. You know, we can all think different things about it, right? And then our feelings are what the what happens in our body as a result of the thoughts that we're having. And then when we feel a certain way, that drives us to do our actions. And our actions are twofold. So it's both the things that we do. So like when we're feeling anxious, we do certain things, but then we also don't do other things. So we might be doing if we were feeling something different. So that's an important thing about actions. And then the results are what we create with our actions. So it all really ties together in this model. And this is what we use a lot of times in our coaching. We can kind of talk you through like, well, a lot of the times we're like looking at your different thoughts and everything. We're seeing how you feel and then what that causes you to do and what result you're seeing. And it really is just an awareness tool. It's not even like we're going to be, oh yeah, you're doing this um, and we need to fix it or whatever. It's just like, oh, this is what's happening. And we just bring awareness around it. Okay, so how this works. So um, I know we I did this during the day, which is a little different than we've ever done. We usually do them in the evening because we have a lot of teachers. But this is for anybody who's here on this call. This is your opportunity to be personally coached. If you'd like to be coached, you can raise your hand. Um, if you want to be coached, if you want to raise your hand right now, that will help me to know kind of how much time I should leave for coaching or if we should just kind of talk over some other things. Um but if you're being coached, like if you want to come on camera and be coached personally, um, you'll want to turn on your mic and ideally your camera if you're in a place where you can do that. If you can't turn on your camera, though, that's totally fine. But if you want to be coached, turn on your mic so we can talk. Um, and if you're not being coached, leave your mic off so we can all listen together to the coaching that is happening with the person who is being coached. But you can like make comments like a lot of times, like the great thing about being coached in a group is that there's kind of you get coached by the coach, but there's also the camaraderie of having a group of like somebody can say like, oh, I can totally relate to this. Or they can share kind of like their thoughts about it or whatever. So you kind of get like that support from the group. But then you also have the coach helping show you what is happening. So that is what I love about group coaching. I think it's really um, amazing in that way. Um, you don't need to know what you want to be coached on in order to come on and be coached. Oh, Tori, Tori, is that a hand raise? Oh, it's supposed to be a hand raise. I'm struggling. Just with all this stuff about self-care, really love that. I'm not sure if this really fits, but um, 
I've been trying to get more hobbies, you know, to just be a whole person. Yeah. And um, now that I'm doing it, because I haven't really been super focused on my hobbies, been more focused on my kids and their schooling and everything. Um, I'm trying to get back into it. And one thing I was trying to do was singing, do some more singing and stuff. Um, and I'm going to be auditioning for um, this production. And I guess I'm just having, so this maybe isn't relevant, but it feels relevant to the self-care. Once you get back into something and you're bad at it, what do you do with all of those um, thoughts and feelings of just inferiority and not feeling good? Uh, the things you want to be your hobbies. Okay, this is the perfect thing to bring to coaching, first of all, I want to say. I also want to mention that nothing is irrelevant on these calls. Like if you want to come in and you're like, I want to get coaching on this, not quite related, but I do actually think this is related, like you were saying. Um, so you're thinking about this audition for a production. Is that right? Is that kind of the big thing? bringing this yeah up. and I'm just feeling like I haven't auditioned for anything in 10 years it's literally been 10 years and so there's part of me that's so excited and I love the enthusiasm but there's this other part that's thinking wow you're not ready you're not good enough for this but I feel like I could just wait forever and I'll never be ready because how am I going to get better if I don't try yeah yeah so when you're thinking I'm not ready about it, because you said there's kind of two parts, like you're thinking I'm not ready, then you're also kind of excited and everything. Um, which part do you want to explore? Which part is more the problem for you right now? Oh, definitely not the excitement part. I mean, that <laughs> part, I'll explore okay. that my own time. It's happy. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So you're just feeling, you're thinking I'm not ready about this production. You think that? Yeah. And maybe even just some imposter syndrome of probably everyone else who's trying out has definitely, they probably are currently singers and have probably definitely auditioned for things sooner than 10 years ago. So a little bit of inferiority as well. Okay. So you're feeling inferior. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yes. Feeling inferior. Do you feel like that's like the feeling that you're feeling like, so you think I'm not ready and you feel inferior, like you can feel that in your body? Yes. Yes. Okay. That's it. Yep. Okay. Just making sure we're on the yeah. same. So when you're feeling inferior because you think you're not ready for this audition, what are you doing? Um, okay. What am I doing about it? Shouldn't be a tough question. Um, when I'm being more stressed instead of having fun when I practice. Okay. What does more stressed look like? Um, it looks like not just when I'm singing, it doesn't feel like it's coming as much from the heart. It's actually higher to get those notes. Like it's because I'm just stressed. Okay, because you're stressed. What? Why is that? Why um, is it hard? What are you, What are you doing differently? Um, I think just because I'm telling myself different things. It's interesting with the voice. When your voice is your instrument, it's connected to you. It's connected to your emotion. So I just don't think that it's sounding as good as when I have those times of being confident. 
Or maybe I just don't think I sound as good because of being negative. I don't know. Chicken or the egg. So what else are you doing when you're practicing or or even when you're not just when you're thinking that you're like you're feeling inferior because you think that you're not ready for this audition? Um, I get nervous to tell people what I'm doing. I don't know if any of this is oh, makes totally fully related. What what else are you not doing? That's something you're not doing. So you're not telling people about it. Yeah. What else um, and I think sometimes I am thinking about it more than I want to, because there are a lot of other facets of my life that I want to give attention to. What are you not giving attention to? Um, I would say uh, sometimes finding myself distracted when I'm working or when I am trained to write. Okay, so what else, what else are you doing when you're thinking you're inferior because you think you're not ready for this audition? We really dive in. We're like, what are all the things? <laughs> all the things I'm doing. Gosh, I'm not really sure what I'm doing because it's more just feels mental. Like, it doesn't feel like I'm actually doing anything. I'm just thinking a lot of things. So have you, have you signed up for the audition? Yeah, I did do that. Okay, so you did just sign up for it. But you didn't tell people about it. Um, I've told some people, but I get nervous too, yeah. Well, sorry, Brianna, I want to call, okay? Sorry, my little girl just walked in. <laughs> oh, okay. okay, I usually lock the door. <laughs> you say hi to everybody quick? Say hi. And this is, so if you ever want to come on a call and you have children, totally fine. I usually try to just be here for all of you, but. Okay, can you go inside the cabin? Go inside the cabin, you okay? <laughs> okay, so let's kind of look at this. So, so far we have like, you are preparing for this audition for a production and it's where you're singing. Yeah, yeah, it's like a, I think it's like an opera-ish yeah, thing. So Preparing for this audition, you're feeling inferior. Well, you're thinking I'm not ready, so you feel inferior. So you are, when you practice, it's feeling harder to hit those notes, and you think it's because you're feeling stressed. Maybe there's like some vocal tension there. From yeah. The, yeah. So you're not telling people about it. You're maybe overthinking about it at different times. And, and because of that, you know, so you're like having a hard time getting ready for it because of all these things, right? So the result is that you're you're not getting as ready for that audition as you could. Yes, I think. If, yeah, if I told myself if I could believe something different, like I'm just gonna give this a shot and see how it goes, I think that it wouldn't be kind of invading the other facets of my life and I think I'd be more relaxed about the whole thing honestly yeah so I have a question for you so what does it mean to be ready for the audition oh it's a good it's a good question because 
my perfectionist self is like, oh, it means to know all, like know the part and be able to sing it perfectly, right? But in reality, probably all I need to do is have the 16 bars of the song memorized, right? Like, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. So why are you feeling inferior? I guess I'm comparing myself to like others who I don't even know, but just, you know, whoever it might be. Yeah. Why? Why are you doing that? I think it's natural to do that, but I also think it's unnecessary because at some point, that's what an audition is, is like, let's compare how everyone sounds at this and let's pick the best one, right? Um, okay. But just because that is what it is doesn't mean I necessarily need to think of it that way. Yeah, that's interesting, right? <laughs> yeah. The one thing I want to point out, so you said you were feeling inferior because you were comparing yourself to other people. Is that right? Yep. And they're imaginary. Like, I, I huh. know zero people who are trying out for this. Yeah. But the reason you're feeling inferior about this is because, not because of the fact that you're doing this audition, right? Yeah. Because there might be other people who are auditioning who haven't done a play for like 20 years. And they're like, oh my goodness, I'm so excited. I finally get to do this again. Yeah. And they're not feeling about this. They're feeling excited. Yeah. Yeah. Huge sense. What of I'm not ready that is causing this feeling of inferiority? Yeah. Cause also, I think it's what I'm making I'm not ready mean. Cause what if I was just like, I'm not ready, but it's going to be fun. Right. Or like, yeah, even just adding something on to that thought, maybe. Yeah. And that's a great way for us to like kind of transition too, because like you might not feel like, oh, I'm, I'm the best singer in the world. Maybe you don't believe that right now and you don't mean to. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I'm not ready and I'm doing this and this is awesome. You know, like can be a great way to maybe, train them. Maybe the second best yeah. would be like, I don't have to be ready. Like, I'm not ready. I don't have to be ready. Yeah. 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 So what is something you can do leading up to this audition that will kind of help you with that, like feel the way you want to feel about it? I think I might just want to tell myself that I only want to practice or do it if it's going to be enjoyable. I think that's going to help me remember of like, Oh, well, I do want to do it. So it's not the thing that's making it not enjoyable. It's what I'm thinking that's making it not enjoyable. I think if I just say to myself, how can I make this more fun? I'm automatically going to be like, well, because I used to love this and I'd love to bring that back into my life. And there we've got some thoughts that are better. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. And one thing you said in there that you're like, I want to do it. Like you kind of like put emphasis on that. Mm-hmm. So why do you want to do it? I just miss singing. It used to be such a big part of my life. And now it only happens to sing my kids to sleep or in the shower or the car. 
And I think it would just be fun to have part of that hobby back. Like we were talking about all the self-care things. I think I need to find some hobbies that are outside of just um, helping other people, which is mostly what my uh, momming and working is. Yeah. And you're doing that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what are some ways you can be proud of yourself for this just the way it is? I think just like, like uh, maybe celebrating the small things, even signing up for an audition, uh, an audition, like that's a celebration because not only have I not done an audition in 10 years, I haven't signed up for an audition in 10 years either. Right. So it's like <laughs> each little step could be like a little mini celebration. And that might take some of the pressure off of the one moment, right, of singing in front of the people, of the adjudicators, right? Yeah. Look at all this awesome knowledge that came just right from your mind, right? Yeah, just from talking it out. Sometimes that's yeah. helpful. Yeah. You did awesome. Well, thanks, Kelsey. <laughs> it also looks like somebody had a comment. They said, talk to yourself as if you would talk to your kids. You would totally encourage them and tell them just to have fun. And Amen. That's, that's a really good point, too. So, yeah. Thanks, whoever. I love that, Bethany. Bethany. That totally reminds me of um, a thing that one of my friends, and I think I mentioned this before, but you probably haven't all heard this. My friend Kirsten from Kirsten's Caboodle, um, she told me that she has this picture of herself in like kindergarten that she, whenever she thinks something bad about herself, she looks at that picture and she's like, would I say it to her? Because remember, you're still that little girl, right? Um, so I, I just love that. I ended up doing that too. I put like a picture of little me with like side ponytail, like <laughs> polka dots. <laughs> so yeah, I just think that's a great way to think about it, Bethany. Um, Cami says, amazing coaching. Love this. Sorry, I was late. Gotta love the work mom life. We're just glad you're here. We, I think all of us here get the working mom life or at least the homeschool mom life or all those things we're all if we're here this is the self-care for moms workshop we know how that goes okay if anybody else wants some coaching you can raise your hand and come on or totally don't feel pressured either not required at all i think we got some great coaching that we can learn from with tori here you can also just pop like something in the comments and we can talk through it as well And the other thing we could also do, and I'm going to just, again, if anybody wants it, just raise your hand, but I'm not pressuring. So the, the other thing we can do is kind of talk about like with Tori, what we can all learn from the coaching we just had. So she was doing something that she hasn't done in a long time. And I feel like this really ties into the workshop we were just doing of like a lot of times when we're moms, we put off doing those things that we used to do. And we tell ourselves that we'll just do it later, like when our kids are all grown up in like 18 years or whatever. But we can be proud of ourselves, like she said, all along the way of each little thing we do to do those things. And what we talked about earlier in this workshop of we're actually showing our kids when we do these other things that they can do them too. So I think we've had such great conversation here during this workshop. But yeah, I feel like we had a lot of great... A lot of great conversations here today. 
You're all so smart. Thank you so much for everybody who joined us today. I think this was an awesome call. I will talk to you all then. Bye. Thank you for listening to Wife Teacher Mommy, the podcast. Be sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And to make your podcast experience even more personalized, I'd love to send you a custom podcast playlist of my top recommended episodes for you that I think will be the most helpful based on where you are in your journey. Simply go to wifeteachermommy.com slash podcast quiz and answer a few simple questions. It'll take less than two minutes and you'll have your custom playlist sent your way. Plus, you'll get updates when we release new episodes and get an exclusive clip from a coaching call sent to you every single week. So you'll get even more free content to help you live your best life. You've got nothing to lose. So what are you waiting for? Go to wifeteachermommy.com slash podcast quiz now.